Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Faith, hope and love. Experience victory in your life on 657 AM. 657 AM Radio Pulpit coming to you live. We trust and believe that the Father is blessing you so much in a mighty way. Well, it's been it's been quite a joy ride, hey? Uh, Johan Els taking us through there. I've been able to listen to the last hour of it as I was driving over. Johan, thank you so much. Really appreciate. I was looking forward to seeing him. Unfortunately, I had to bury my brother, you know, um, yeah, he, he, he succumbed to cancer, so my trips were cut short, you know, and uh, things really, really didn't go well. But uh, we thank the Father for his comfort that he takes us through in. He's back tomorrow morning, Johan Else is taking you through, man, and don't miss out. He is able, he is graced, you know, the Father has really touched him with an art of ministry when it comes to radio. He actually doesn't cease to amaze. Mm-hmm. That's the one else there. Right, and uh, this is Wednesday Live. Welcome to it. And uh, I also have our two guests, uh, Pastor Samuel Kabamba and also Muruti uh, Karabu um, Muraka. They are on the line. Let me start by greeting them. And start with Muruti Muraka. Muruti Muraka, greetings to you, sir. Welcome. Greetings, my brother. And thank you for welcoming me. Greetings to Pastor Kabamba. Greetings to the listeners of Radio Pulpit. We praise the Lord. We are grateful for our Heavenly Father for the life He has given us in Christ Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. And uh, I want to thank you because you, you, you were there when we were praying for my brother uh, Aaron, and uh, uh, unfortunately he passed on, you know, and we had to bury him just before the new year. Uh, but thank you so much. The prayers are comforting. Thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, a- amen. And we have also. Uh, Pastor Samuel Kabamba is on the line. Pastor Sam, greetings and welcome to you, sir. Uh, greetings to you and to Muruti Muraka and uh, to all the listeners. We greet them. And uh, I don't know if we have to wish them uh, a new year. Oh, yes. But I will just say happy new year. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> as, as for you, Muruti uh, Ray, uh, my condolences to you for the loss of your brother. And, um, yeah, we yeah, we thank God that you are alive. Um, mm. Our blessings go to Radio Pulpit as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we are said to be going to talk about spiritual deterioration or the deterioration of faith today and why it is so rampant, uh, uh, the deterioration, why it is so rampant. Let me quote one of the most uh, prolific young writers of our times that many of us never had a chance to meet him. He says, I am writing, I quote, I am writing to uh, U.S. church leaders, seeing that to a great extent, many young people have gone on to see the church as irrelevant. Is it because... You are addressing issues that are beyond or above them. Or is it because your focus has just moved out of reaching out to them? These are the people who will be representing in the future. And I believe that you also are concerned that the spread of the gospel is also dependent on them to become heralds that would run with it, unquote. Now, much of the times we uh, see these things coming across um, on social networks and social media, because these two are different. We, we see a trend of deterioration. Um, there are those who are really fighting a good fight um, to continue to tell people about the appreciation of spirituality in the sense of accepting Yahusha Hamashiach as savior 
and uh, uh, believing in him that he is the son of Yehua Elohim. But also there is a trend that has gone on to focus on sensuality. Now, let me quote again uh, just a little bit, maybe three or four words. Uh, in the late 1990s, oh, sorry, in the early 1990s, I suppose, yeah, the early 1990s, uh, towards the mid-1990s, there is someone um, who goes by the name Jimmy Swaggart who said something in one of his uh, evangelisms. And he says, things, especially in music in the churches, had become sensualized. In other words, there is a trend of uh, secularism that has gone on into the church. Uh, or in the churches of the saints, let me not say into the church, you know, because I might be implicating Yahusha Hamashiach. But uh, that these had um, somehow promulgated into becoming the staple diet of song. And he says, because he is uh, one of the most prolific country singers, he says, even country music is also sensualized. Um, he says... There is a scourge of a deterioration of faith in a man, unquote. Now, much of, the thing, much of the times we see these things really coming across and uh, we see the culmination of a deterioration. This also brought on by, I was visiting um, uh, one of the great women of faith and we were sitting down and there was a program that was running 24-7. Uh, on her television and my wife and I were sitting and then what I could see was that there was this man who was teaching or prophesying or talking and much of the times I couldn't get what he was saying because he was just talking to people where do you come from you know the shoes you're wearing oh you bought me a drink today and all those kinds of things okay that's none of my business but I couldn't help but notice that there is less quotations of scripture and there is less teaching on the word but more on these you know mysterious miracles of cold drinks and uh, you know diet drinks and all those kind of things and clothes and what and and I was saying to myself wow this also can become a catalyst in bringing about a spiritual deterioration because without feeding the spirit man there is going to be a deterioration of a sort these are the things we are looking into and i trust the father is doing you good blessing you so much in a mighty way wednesday live the name of the show you're at 657 a.m radio carrying 24 hours a day 657 a.m there we go there we go now in Isaiah chapter 1, verses 22, it says, Your silver has become dross, your wine mixed with water. A spiritual deterioration is visible when we see the advent uh, of compromise. When silver becomes dross, it means its quality has become compromised. And when wine is mixed with water, it also means its quality has become compromised. In one way or another, this is actually the case. And uh, in Isaiah 3.12, it says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths. Spiritual deterioration is when we see leaderships causing many to err or into a path of error. And many uh, seem to not even see the way because the way of the truth and the focus on it becomes destroyed. That is what we, we see as deterioration. Coming to bring this into our situations today so much secularism and uh, we see how uh, the gospel industry has become more commercialized than more on actually evangelizing and speaking the gospel it has become a bit of a problem you know 
And this is the situation and the issue at hand that we see coming across. Right? What do you say with regards to this? We are talking about this. Jeremiah chapter 6. They are all stubborn rebels, walking as slanderers. They are bronze and iron. They are all corruptors. It is when we see ourselves rebellion, rebelling against that which are the commandments of the Father and also corrupting even those who are trying to follow the way. Quite said, chapter 7, verse 26 of Jeremiah, Yet they did not obey me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. They did worse than their fathers. The lack of obedience there. The lack of obedience and the lack of inclining one's ears to the promptings of the Father and the things that he is saying about today. Someone said something very powerful uh, uh, in, in, in Port Shepston uh, as we were seated around the table. Uh, she said, I don't know if you have realized how much in Houting, or especially in Pretoria, people are, uh, young people are becoming Sangomas. Says, this has become such a scourge. And I looked, you know, I took that look, and I realized so many people had become that. It is quite sad when we see the culmination of such. Anyway, we are asking questions with regards to this, and what should be done, and what the word of the Father says about this, and uh, what needs to be done to correct the situation, the aspect of spiritual deterioration has become an incumbent feature. Something that we really need to fold our, our, our shirts, your long sleeve shirts, and just fold and start working, start dwelling, start dwelling, start searching the scripture and encouraging people. Coming up next, we will be touching base and asking questions about this words of truth and value you'll find it on 657 a.m it's 657 a.m the sounds of your life let me start with you muruti muraka this tendency towards a sinful life a deterioration of a sort is something that we see um the the very upsetting of the roles which the father has prescribed for each and every one of us is an indicator and uh, also the quality of life in terms of living a life of the gospel is an indicator isaiah 122 shows that quite well says your silver has become dross means uh, and also your your wine is mixed with what there's so much of compromise that has been taking place and so much has been going on and uh, when we uh, uh, read isaiah 3 12 says children are their oppressors as for my people you know and women rule over them uh, oh my people those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths we see that kind of thing really coming across muruti what comes to mind how do you describe the deterioration of faith today yeah thank you my brother one when we are uh, speaking about a deterioration. We are actually talking about a process of progressively uh, worsening or progressively being corrupt. In other words, the corruption which has set in is progressing uh, even further and further. Now, if we are talking faith or things of the Spirit. Uh, I'm reminded of what Jesus Christ said at, the, at one stage as he was teaching in Luke chapter 18. This is what he posed. Um, he had been teaching on prayer and the, 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 the need actually from us to uh, progressively persist in prayer, in the understanding that the Father uh, desires 
to hear our prayers and answer them. And he even reassured us that regardless of the fact that the Father is long-suffering towards us, he will speedily hear us when we pray. But then this is what he also said, and I'm reading this. 8 of Luke 18. I have said to you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of uh, mankind comes, will he he really find faith upon the earth? Uh, Meaning, that question is calling our attention to the reality that faith will be attacked in the last days when he is about to come back, to the point that uh, it could be that he might come back and find faith non-existent. That is is a picture which we have to have in the mind. Not that it will be non-existent, but that it is possible the forces which will be working to, to against faith are wanting to diminish it to, to deteriorate it to destroy it now we have also been warned in revelation chapter 19 and i'm reading this to there it says for true and righteous his judgment. Because he has just the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. And he has avenged on her the blood of his slaves shed by her. Now, we are being warned by using symbolic language there of a harlot, a whore, that in this very last days will be working towards corrupting the whole earth with her fornication. What is the fornication? It is the doctrine that will be pushed by this hall. And this hall or other is in actual sense the the organized religion that is working towards corrupting minds, corrupting behavior, so that they become deteriorated, away from the state, away from depending on the spirit. And by the way, depending on the spirit is depending on the word, which is spirit depending on the Holy Spirit, who comes and indwells those who have uh, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as uh, the Savior that the Father has said. So, the main main, um, uh, uh, agent of pushing this deterioration is organized religion. And I want to say that and then uh, uh, motivate it for for it this way. Organized religion lulls people into thinking they are okay. They are accepted by God. Not on the terms of God. Not on the terms that he has clearly uh, uh, communicated. But on the terms of what organized religion says is acceptable through its doctrines which are departing from the doctrine of the Father, which is also the doctrine of Jesus Christ, which is also the doctrine of the apostles. So, organized religion has set up a pseudo uh, 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 acceptable way of uh, 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 being supposedly so supposedly being right with God when God has actually communicated how we become right with him how we continue to be uh, made exclusively he 
in the way that he has set it out. Organized religion, corrupt the whole earth, corrupt the whole uh, 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 congregations of uh, uh, the saints through its teachings, which are proliferating. We see this thing. And I want to just close it by saying Second uh, 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 Corinthians day, the Holy Spirit through Paul wants us to, 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 to see this and be careful of it, you see? And I'll start from verse 1, but this basically the verse I am targeting today. Oh, that you would bear with me in a little hope, and indeed you do bear with me. For I am zealous for you with godly zeal. For I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I see that somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his manipulation. So your minds or thoughts may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Religion, this uh, religion which one has been speaking about, uh, targets the thoughts of those that are supposed to be believing on Christ by giving them contrary uh, uh, teachings, contrary doctrines, so that in the end their minds, their thoughts are corrupted away from the simplicity of putting our trust in Jesus and walking by trusting Him by His faith so that if we have uh, indeed embraced a co-crucifixion with him. We are so dedicated to him to obey everything he says. Instead of that, and knowing him intimate, instead of that, we become intimate with uh, the, 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 the conduct and the way things are done in uh, these uh, uh, organized religion that is permeating uh, the earth through its different uh, uh, nomenclatures, denominations. I hear you, Maruti. I hear you quite well. And uh, if you just joined us, welcome to it. We are talking about the very aspect of uh, deterioration of faith today. We see it. Uh, many young people, man. Go and drive around Hetfield now and see. And uh, uh, during our times as young people, uh, you would see there would be buses coming from Hetfield going into the campuses. Here there are campuses, uh, the, the TUT campuses in, in the city. It was still known as Pretoria Tech then. And uh, the other one was known as Techies, you know. Uh, and you would see buses going in and young people would be getting into those buses and going to Hatfield to go to those services, prayer services, Bible studies and all that. And uh, uh, now what you see is the opposite. Uh, the, eat, the eating houses, which had become mini shabins, you know, go to Brooklyn here. You will be surprised that these famous DJs and their people are just doing what they're doing. You know, and uh, uh, most of them, if you can check, you would find that at some stage, at one stage or another, they had been walking with the Father. Hmm? They're believers. Or still are. But somewhat, somehow, had given over to an extent of uh, uh, being touched by the appeals of today. We're looking into that. Pastor Sam, let me bring this to you. Uh, I also am looking at uh, Jeremiah. Let me look at Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 12. It says, And you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart. Says, No one listens to me. 
That's what it says. So that no one listens to me. No one listens to the Father. Everyone is following their own dictates. Everyone has their own rights. And this is taken to the extreme, following their own dictates. And uh, you, you, can't, uh, you can't impinge on my freedom. I have my right to do what I want. Um, at this other video, I saw this guy decides to put uh, a bottle of brandy right in the middle of a, 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 a cross-section for busy road. And he decides to pee there, you know, uh, because it's festive season and all those kinds of things and stuff. Broad daylight. Not saying that you should do it at night. But you could just see that there is a level of spiritual deterioration of a sort uh, where uh, at some stage you hear that a three-year-old has taken a knife and stabbed their six-year-old sibling. There's something, there's something going on. We might take it lightly. And, uh, of course, when someone yells and says, we need young blood, an old woman saying they need young blood means they need young men to come and have a good time with them. They'll pay for everything. Even. A big old man in his 60s is dancing with a girl who is probably in her early 20s. On a video, he's wearing an underpen, and this, the lady has written me and my and my bay. It is an indicator. These things are indicators that there is a spiritual decline of a sort amongst us. And amazingly, I, I am asking myself as to whether there are people that we can regard as. Uh, night watchers or watchmen that the father has posted what happened to them can they see can they read the signs like the sons of Issachar professor let me bring this to you what comes to mind uh, when we talk of these things okay thank you very much for the question and uh, I thank God for what Pastor uh, Muraka said you know uh the truth of the matter is when we start introducing other things in uh, the gospel just to fit in and to feel comfortable and be okay, that's what makes the whole uh, thing becoming what we are thinking today. Because at one point we want to accommodate everyone. We want to uh, also not only to accommodate everyone, but you want also uh, to be accepted uh, by the people. You know, as leaders, we want to be accepted by the people. At the same time, you want to accommodate everyone that comes your way. Then by doing so, we, we don't realize that the people that come to church are not necessarily our people. They're supposed to be God's people, meaning that uh, we are playing a role of of stewards to make sure that we, we produce or we give to them what the Lord wants them to receive. But the moment uh, we shift our focus on uh, not looking at God as the author and the perfecter of everything, now we start looking at ourselves. How do people uh, regard us? How do people, I mean, see us? You know, because the whole thing is about acceptance, about uh, being uh, being uh, received in a certain uh, way, in certain uh, arena. And it goes that way in such extent that uh, people start now introducing other things, that they look uh, spiritual, they look, I mean, they are taken from the Bible, but in a very wrong context, and uh, produce it and put it in front of the people. Now, I'll give this example of one scripture that a lot of men of God have been using, they've been using until today. They will use a scripture like, don't touch the anointed one of God. Don't touch an anointed. Don't touch me. You don't have the power and the right to touch me because I'm anointed. Already, uh, when uh, you go to the Bible, you find that scripture. Now, the question will be, why God used that scripture at that time? Is it really applicable today to some individuals? 
or it is not applicable. You know, these are questions ask ourselves. Now, when you talk about anointed people, an example, who are anointed, every single believer is anointed. Meaning that uh, if the pastor comes to, to us and say, don't touch the anointed of God or the anointed one of God, it simply means that do not touch anybody. Don't touch anyone in the ministry. Don't just touch anyone by trying to do whatever you feel like you can do. Meaning that every single individual in the church is supposed to be as important as the pastor is. You know, but then, when you don't understand that concept, you don't understand why and how the scripture was used, what happens is you find yourself that your pastor, he has the final word. He is the one who says everything and is the one who concludes everything. But meaning, meaning that whatever the pastor says, you cannot question it. When you cannot question what your leader says, meaning that, I mean, you cannot somehow have another alternative. You are stuck. That's exactly what is happening today within our churches. We've reached a place whereby brothers and sisters in the church, they don't have any say. They cannot question anything. But because they cannot question anything, meaning that whatever the pastor brings, if he brings an error, they will accept an error because they cannot question anything. And if they question what the pastor brings, what happens is they will be considered as rebellious people. They will be considered as rebels. They will be considered as, I mean, the, the, the outcast. That's the bottom line. Then they will say, you know, the pastor might even go to the pulpit and say, these brothers are not part of us because they don't follow what we are doing. And it's been going that way for quite some time. And then it has taken now, I mean, a shape. Now it's taking a body. It's becoming now something you can see. Everywhere, wherever, wherever you go today, the pastor or the leader of the church is the most regarded person ever. Meaning that whatever he does, whatever he says, goes. Even when the pastor goes into, or when he falls into a scandal, what happens is you don't have a say. You cannot say anything. You cannot, I mean, reprimand him. You cannot approach him. You cannot tell him anything because he will tell you, I am anointed of God. You don't have the power and the right to touch him. And that's where things have started going wrong somehow. But that's my, my, my opinion. I feel like, I mean, when people become untouchable, when people they become un. Uh, they cannot be uh, hurt or they, they cannot be, uh, uh, as we call, reprimand or can, nobody can tell them, nobody can advise them. I mean, you know, nobody can advise them. Then is the problem. That's what is happening today in our churches. The pastor, the leaders, or the, post, and the apostles, the prophets are people that you cannot touch. They become untouchable. These can do whatever they want, they definitely can do. In fact, today you see, I mean, a sin can be tolerated in the church. A sin can be even covered in the church in the name of what? Do not touch the anointed of God. Because whenever he goes and sits with God, you are not there. But what about the brother when he goes and sits with God? Are you there? You're not also there. The truth of the matter is, if we can regard every single individual in our ministries, in our churches, as equal in terms of before God, God is the, the, the final I mean, uh, uh, authority. All of us, we are just standing before God, but the only thing that you need to understand is if you are a leader, it's just by the grace of God that you are a leader. It does not make you bigger than anything, anybody. It just makes you to be a steward and do what God ex- asks you to do. And, you know, today I was asked a question uh, by uh, a man of God. He says, if... Uh, you know, you know. I'm uh, these days. I've been kind of thinking. I don't know uh, how you take this, uh, man of God. I've been thinking about this. Uh, uh, you know, the, this title or this topic or uh, theme that you give for the year. You know, uh, when it comes the year, the year comes. Say this is a year of uh, open heaven. This is a year of uh, of uh, victory. This is a year of this. This is a year of that. Uh, I picked up that uh, I, uh, we don't come up with uh, this is a year of repentance or something like that. It come up with all these good, uh, fancy words that attract people and uh, boost people or push people to do, to be uh, around. And the man of God asked me a question. says, okay, when, when a man of God, when a pastor gives a, a theme for the year, for instance, and we give it to you, what is, what's supposed to be the, the reaction or the 
at the stand or when it comes to the brothers and sisters in the church. And uh, I, I told the man of God, I said, you know what? The truth of the matter is, uh, we used to have in the, in the Bible the people that we used to call uh, the disciple barrier. Those people, they will go and question anything that comes away. The Bible says in the book of uh, uh, 1, uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, 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 5, uh, I mean, sorry, 5, I mean, uh, verse from verse 16, and you uh, uh, go down. Somewhere, I think 18 or 19, the Bible says, I mean, do not, do not, be, I mean, despise prophecies, but do what? Examine everything. Take what is good and reject what is evil, what is bad. And I said, whatever the man of God says on the pulpit comes the 31st. I don't know why people give same on the 31st. I don't know why. I don't know why people need to run with the theme for the whole year. I don't know why. I don't know why people need to come to a certain time and say, gee, whatever the pastor said never come to pass. What do I do? And you go back to him, he tells you, because he's not given offering, or you need to build an altar, because you need to do a sacrifice, and all these things come in so that you may do uh, what the pastor wants you to do. And I said this, the best way to go is to question whatever that is said on the pulpit, especially on the 31st of December. You question it. You say, okay, what is the pastor saying? What is God saying? And am I, I mean, uh, am I in touch with God? What is God telling me when it comes to my life? Because we need to question that. Because people, what people are doing nowadays is they don't have any so-called relationship with God anymore. Now they have a relationship with their father or the pastor. And whatever their pastor tells them, that's what they do. No wonder, when it comes the end of the year, so-called the end of the year, when it comes the end of the year, then they don't see whatever that, I mean, the pastor promised. Then they come to the pastor, pastor, what happened? The pastor, you know, this year, God will change everything. God will do great. And you come with another thing. And then you flow with it. Before you know it, a year is gone. Now, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, when we don't question whatever we listen to, when we don't question whatever we hear, when we, the pastor is the final authority, that means God is almost put aside. God does not have to say anymore. Man, when you come to church, you don't see God anymore. You only see the pastor. And if we don't see God anymore, then we can only expect what we call spiritual deterioration. Because now people are bringing other things in the church. They bring other things in the, in the, in the congregation. And whatever they bring might not be from God. But that because we don't question them, and because we don't spend time with the Holy Spirit, we won't know. We accept whatever that is given on the pulpit. And that's what I can say for now, and I hope that it's going to help us. Absolutely, it does. It does help. It does help. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Muruti. Welcome to it. We trust and believe the Father is doing you good, blessing you so much in a mighty way. And, uh, of course, our Savior, you know, he is uh, still there, saving Yehusha Mashiach at all times. Now, we are talking about the deterioration of faith today and why it has become so rampant. Uh, Secularism has become quite a a thing uh, that that, uh, has gone on to produce some things that perhaps maybe we should look into. And uh, one of those things is uh, found in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 4. It says, the backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. We have become so self-absorbed, Muruti Muraka, in that the satisfaction is no longer the one that comes from above, but it is the one that should come from below. And um, uh, that we find ourselves above our friends and peers praising us. And people would call that a some form of success of a sort, an absorption of a sort. And then Isaiah 1 verse 4 says, Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel, they have turned away backward. Uh, when we see 
uh, also uh, th- this this deterioration of faith it's when we see a nation uh, reverting back from the stance which it had with the father you know and uh, everything that has to do with the father becomes removed we we saw here in the 1990s uh, the removal of preachings of the word in the assemblies we saw that and and many people kept quiet about it you know as long as they were given sites to build churches they kept quiet about this and what we saw happening in the ch- in the schools is we started seeing young kids stabbing stabbing their own teachers yeah uh Jeremiah 14 verse 7 says, O Lord, though our iniquities testify against us, do it for your name's sake, for our backslidings are many we have sinned against you. Uh, A deterioration of faith uh, is visible when a nation or people do not acknowledge their sinfulness before the Father anymore. Repentance is no longer the key. Muruti, what comes to mind? Yeah. My brother, what you have uh, entered out there is uh, indicators to uh, this scourge of uh, deterioration. And I love it because you were quoting uh, from the scriptures which uh, many will call the writings of the Eighth Covenant. Um. But what does the writings of the Fresh Covenant say about them? Verse 1 and 2 of Second Peter chapter 3. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your sincere uh, pondering by way of reminder that you may be mindful of the spoken words which were spoken before under the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Basically, if one looks at those two verses, they refer that what is written in the uh, 39 books of the prophets and the 27 books of the apostles. If what has been given to, to cause those who believe to be in constant reminder of how they ought to walk. And let me read in First Timothy chapter 6, uh, verse 5. And maybe I should start, start it from verse 3. If anyone teaches differently and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the teaching which accords with well reverend, he is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and argument over words, out of which okay envy, strife, blasphemy, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of human beings, of corrupt mind and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain from such withdrawals. We have seen teachings which are uh, uh, promoting what the flesh wants, what the desire of the flesh wants. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 20 to 23. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct, the aged human being, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful desire, and be renewed by the spirit of your mind, 
Now, lastly, I'm going to read this verse in First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly desire, which combat against the soul. The, the teaching, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the prophets and the apostles, which is the doctrine of the Father, is very clear that the fleshly desires, the carnal desires which we have, desires to uh, live in comfort, desires to have desires to, to, to be entertained and desires to have pleasure. Those things are of the aged human being. That is, they are of the order of others. But Christ came to set us free from those things. And if you have come to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the very writings which we are reading out of are the words which God has given us, which are spirit, to help us reject this desire, but rather to embrace the renewing of even the upgrading and refreshing of our mind through this, by the spirit through the word of God when we take it in, meditate deeply on it and apply the word in our life and live according to the word. Now, what organized religion is that? It has moved away from teaching these things which are plainly written for our benefit. It has taught other things. Where you will find people are skilled in uh, 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 certain traditions of doing things in a certain way. But when you look at those traditions, they are dead, they are defunct because they are devoid of the Spirit of God. They are devoid of what the Word of God says. The Word of God tells us that the way itself is alive and is active able to penetrate us to where our motives are actually seated, judging these motives and showing us whether these things are right or wrong, so that we start to live that way daily, away from the meeting, but where we are in our homes, at our workplaces, wherever we are. Now, this is what we were supposed to have been teaching, so that people can learn Christ. Because if they were taught in Christ, they would know the truth and never live by lies. However, because these things were not taught, they created a conflict in the minds of those who came to Christ. And especially young people, when they see uh, things being practiced which are contrary to those that are being read and spoken, then to them it becomes that, no, no, this is irrelevant. But if we had taught what is sitting in the scriptures and lived it out by rejecting those things which the word says we should reject, by submitting ourselves to the ability of God, which is able to transform us, we would have presented to these young people writings that concord with our faith conduct on a daily basis. And they, that conduct as reflecting and testifying to the writing would have been enough to convict them that this is life and this is the life of God. The whole thing is not yet lost. It's time that especially those of our generation return back. One of the things which you read out of Jeremiah, I believe, was the, the, the reality that Jeremiah was saying. This is how we have missed it, but we are coming back 
to 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 repent, to come back to you, God, and so that we can walk in the way that has got life, the life of God. If we can adopt that attitude of changing our thinking, confessing our sins to the Lord, saying we have failed, but here we are, help us to return back to the true teaching, which is in Christ, so that we can apply what he has taught us to observe the charges he has given us, so that as we are walking daily in simplicity, which is in Christ, the Holy Spirit can convict those that we are walking before, those that we are mentoring, those that we are discipling. If we would do that, we would truly see the restoration which has been promised by the very rightly, the word of God, which he gave the holy prophets, which he gave the apostles, but above all, it was embodied in Christ Jesus. Mm, absolutely there. And the time has just gone uh, just a little, uh, you know, less than a minute uh, towards 7 o'clock. Let's open the lines. You can talk to us directly there. 12 That is 12 8699 or 012-334-1322. That's 012-334-1322. You can also talk to us uh, on that line also. Otherwise, you can send us a WhatsApp. It's 0826572729. That's 0826572729. And uh, drop us a voice note also there. Let's hear what you say on this matter. The deterioration of faith and signs of it these days. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za. Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.